I'm Carlos Virgen, and this is The Storyline, produced by The Day in New London, Connecticut. So, Paul, uh, a lot's gone on since we last spoke uh, a couple of weeks ago, I believe, you and I were on the podcast. Um, Let's start with uh, Connecticut. Any update on the state budget, especially after the state, uh, after the recent state union concessions deal was approved um, earlier in the week? Any any updates on when? So we're going into the second month without a a budget, right? Uh, Correct. We were supposed to have a state budget to start the fiscal year July 1. So as you noted, we're now into August. Uh, The governor continues to run the state uh, by issuing uh, spending cuts, essentially, by executive order. Uh, He has no ability to raise new funding outside of the existing revenue stream, so the only way to keep the budget uh, balanced is by cutting. Uh, It really hasn't hit the fan yet. That could begin soon. Once you get to September, that's when the state aid really starts to come in for education at the municipal level and also uh, for your town and city government. Uh, That's when I think they'll start to really feel the pain if they don't have it settled by then. So, Anything between now and September that we should look look for uh, in Hartford? Uh, We're trying to follow any potential talk of of where they're going. the going back to the the, the labor deal was a 1.6 billion dollar concession deal uh, that the state labor unions agreed to uh, wage fee uh, wage freezes for three years uh, followed by 3.5 percent increases in the following two years we shall see uh, depends where the budget is then I wouldn't be surprised if it's still not good that they'll they may have to revisit that but that was the deal um, uh, so and 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 various uh, provisions where the uh, unions agree to pay more for uh, health insurance, co-pays, uh, various benefits than they were more towards their pensions. And it comes out to that $1.6 billion figure and over $20 billions if you extrapolate out like 20 years. Uh, it, and it does have some significant savings in that it, um, we've mentioned it for places, uh, any new hires are going into a a hybrid 401k type uh, defined benefit plan, which we think could be a real significant shift, and it's why we supported editorial. But it's the most controver- controversial provision um, you know, was extending uh, the contract to 2027. That's a long way. <laughs> That's right. a long time off, no, no doubt. And Republicans feeling they maybe could win the governorship uh, in 2018 and maybe one of the uh, senator house didn't like their hands tied with a contract that went out that far. So they, um, in unity, were against it. Uh, It ended up passing the Senate 1918 uh, with no Republican support. Uh, Lieutenant Governor Wyman casting that tie-breaking vote. And I think only one uh, Democrat voted against in the House and every Republican. So it squeaked through. Uh, But uh, the bottom line for the budget is that's $1.6 billion. Everyone agrees that's about the figure it'll save. That leaves about $3.4 billion they have to find either through uh, budget cuts or some revenue. revenue increases. Trump's administration continues uh, to make news and not necessarily for the best uh, reasons. Uh, since you and I last spoke, we've seen Spicer leave 
uh, just as uh, Anthony Scaramucci entered as communications director and then promptly got fired. Is that is that fair to say, got fired? or Yeah, uh, by General Kelly, uh, the new chief of staff. Uh, yeah, so 11 days later, right? And yeah, Kelly yeah. comes in as chief of staff. We what don't we? talk for two weeks, and that was enough time for Scaramucci to come, be hired to make uh, uh, outrageous statements and be fired. All yeah. uh, at least a resign, I guess, is the official term. But yeah. uh, what do you, what <laughs> that's do you, how much can happen when you don't uh, have a podcast for a couple of weeks. Uh, <laughs> what do you make of all... Uh, yeah, and, and he made, you know, the, the big... Um, Thing with Scaramucci was the the interview he did um, with the reporter uh, where he he attacked uh, Priebus, he attacked uh, unnamed leakers and 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 uh, Bannon in these uh, kind of uh, profanity lace tirade. Um, what do you make of all this? Yeah, and then he. He blamed the reporter. He thought he could trust the reporter. Right. Uh, even though it was on the record, right. I guess right. the reporter was not supposed to uh, use his colorful language or, right. or read his mind as to what he would have preferred not in there. Uh, it was just one more bizarre episode of the Trump administration. I know he's got his rock-solid 33 35%. Uh, I hear from them when we, we criticize the president. but. Right. Uh, this just doesn't seem to be any way to run the White House. Um, you know, the there is some expectation, there's some early potentially positive signs uh, that Kelly could bring some order to the White House. Uh, he's the one that wanted Scaramucci gone. Um, you know, he seems to be setting up a, some kind of chain of command. But if President Trump doesn't change, uh, there's only so much a chief of staff right. can do. And he's tweeted out that, you know, he's not going to stop using social media, that the people want him to to use social media, that it's the only way that the people are going to get the real news, according to President Trump. Right, which is almost, uh, that, that that's sort of the most frightening aspect of this, you know, the fact that the his people that back him and the public in general is being told, don't believe the news media, don't believe my critics. And I think we've talked about this before, only believe what the president has to say. It's just not American. It's just not, it's not what we do. You know, that's it. We see strongmans, uh, Latin America has had a past history of that. Uh, uh, you know, certainly seen that in, uh, you know, Asian countries and Middle East where you have these strongmen who make up the reality and you have to believe their reality right. or else right. you can't challenge it and and that we have any hint of that in in this country and that's sort of when you get down to it is what what's being suggested is just just I consider it un-American and a bit frightening it has to be pushed back and so far the good thing is the institutions seem to be holding and pushing back it's believed that Kelly can bring like you said some kind of order and some kind of consistency to the administration anything you would do Right off the bat, um, as communication uh, director of communications in the White House, um, short of uh, of confiscating uh, President Trump's uh, smartphones. Yeah, I I think he's Kelly is doing what you naturally would do, and, and I guess uh, in some uh, strange parallel universe where I was ever in that position, uh, I would try to restore that order, try to get some access to the president uh, to only come through me, but. But you know, the, how do you do that in a in a an administration where it's like a family business where you have members of the family holding these key positions without any real history of being uh, qualified for those right. positions? Uh, you know, how do you control things? And and when the president just 
you don't know what he's going to say one day to the next uh, and how do you control the message and such so I, I just I don't see this uh, where it goes and and you know ending well for this administration and then the big news breaking that we now have two grand juries uh, that are uh, giving out subpoenas and and the uh, special counsel uh, um, uh, Mueller is 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 pushing forward. I think we have 16 attorneys. Uh, the right. count I saw. Uh, the latest uh, is an expert on sort of money laundering right. and um, you know international uh, questionable financial dealings, right. which suggests it's expanded uh, to maybe include Trump's businesses and which, their relationship which with the he's Russians. Shafed at right, Trump has has in no uncertain terms said that Mueller should have n- no reason to look into his family's financial dealings, but it looks like he's doing exactly that. That seems to be the expectation, and right. and that's how these things work with special counsels. Right, right. Is they, they're 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 investigating. You don't investigate. They follow the thread wherever it takes you. Right. right. You don't investigate if you're it's law enforcement. Right. Law enforcement doesn't. You know, investigate one crime. If they stumble across another, right. they don't say, oh, that wasn't my job. I'm not going to look at that crime. And then earlier this uh, week, Senate, uh, a f- uh, handful of senators talking about legislation that would prevent Trump from firing uh, Mueller. That's interesting in, in of itself, right? I mean, what do you make of that? Well, there's definitely pushback even from the Republican side right. that they, they know that uh, uh, they have to exert their co-equal authority as, as legislature. We could be yeah, we could be headed for a constitutional crisis because some of these things are untested territory, how you play out. Can you indict a sitting president? There's some uh, legal scholars, right. uh, constitutional scholars say no. Uh, and on this, you know, if if in some way the executive uh, removes the special counsel, uh, can the legislature, can this hold this, it, right. this, if this legislation is passed? So, it, and, and the bottom line of all this is it's it's – you know, unfortunate because I think the American people want problems solved. Right. Uh, those who voted for President Trump uh, wanted him to sort of fix a decline in manufacturing, and you right. know that could be a whole issue to explore how realistic some of his promises were. But but the bottom line is they want him to, to fix health care. Uh, they bought into he's he was going to uh, invest heavily in our infrastructure, which is in great need of improvement and. Nothing. We've had no progress on, right. on any of these core issues, and yet, you know, he's got that core support. Uh, well, he was in West Virginia at one of his rallies, right? He was talking about how it's fake news, it's the Democrats on a witch hunt, uh, that they can't uh, accept the fact that they lost the election. Um, yeah, it's interesting. And they're and they still bringing up um, Hillary Clinton uh, <laughs> in, in, his, in his stump speeches about how sh- we should be investigating her, not him. Yeah, that sounds like a kind of a desperate man and uh, getting into a corner to me to go back to that. Right, my opinion. Been other stuff in the in Washington D.C. Well, the health. Thought, yeah, certainly right. the 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 failure of the Republicans to be able to uh, repeal the Affordable Care Act, right. uh, A.K.A. Obamacare, and uh, come up with a replacement plan. Uh, they found out, as uh, I think any of us who, who followed this for seven years, that it's you know, much easier to be against something uh, than it is to carve out, especially with healthcare, to carve out a program to actually replace it. People have come to expect more so that uh, well, they, they have some right to uh, not to see a health problem, so to destroy them financially, right. to put them in a terrible situation, they have to make very difficult choices that people... There should be some inherent 
uh, human uh, expectation in a country as wealthy as the United States that uh, you will have access to health care. Uh, and then certainly while the Affordable Care Act has had its problems, I think what most American people want is not just to do away with it. They want to fix it. And uh, most of the Republican pans, uh, plans to some extent were just doing away with it, not really replacing anything. And uh, uh, they couldn't get the votes for that. Um, we've urged editorially, is this, perhaps this is an opening that Democrats, Republicans can kind of work to amend the Affordable Care Act, take the best ideas from both parties and try to put some together. But, you know, I know realistically that would be very difficult, particularly on the House side because of the uh, sort of Tea Party uh, House members that just uh, I can't see cooperating. So we're in kind of this limbo now where the president says he won't support or keep the Affordable Care Act uh, in shape and, and he wants it to basically fail. Uh, but this is affects people's lives in our one-sixth of our economy. Right. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, I wish I had some good news, but 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 uh, there's not a lot. Uh, we're, we're again, you know, Washington is, uh, is, is stalled and not getting problems addressed that people want addressed. And yet there's expectation that they're going to tackle tax reform. Yeah, and I think the, the Democrats have put down an interesting marker where they said, we're, we're open for tax reform, but we don't want it to be for the— for just the rich. Right. In fact, we think it'd be better to target at the middle class. I think it's a good play by them, um, and uh, I, which I think makes sense. If you put the money in the hands of the middle class, it'll get spent, right. which will grease the economy. Uh, it may get invested by the upper classes, which might make the upper classes wealthier. I don't know that it really kind of juices the economy as much as a, a middle class tax cut. So, you know, potentially oh. could be room for compromise then. And But, you know, I say all this in our economy, at least... Uh, the stock market chugs right. along, broke a new level, yep. 22,000 22, Dow points. Um, so it's kind of a, yeah. a mixed-up scenario because the economy has actually uh, uh, been doing Unemployment fairly is well. Unemployment staying down. I think it's at 4.3 for, for July. Um, so, But yeah. some of the underlying factors still say a lot of it's not reaching the lower and middle classes. It right. continues to sort of accelerate the gap, and a lot of the growth seems to benefit uh, those in the the top one or two percent, and that that's been the problem now for a generation. You know, is is not spreading out that success throughout the middle class, which has been the United States strength is its its middle class. Well, Paul, um, we got to stay on our toes to keep track of all this and and not not wait more than a a week or two before we meet again because we're, we're, we're going to spend a lot of time talking about some of the, the news coming out of Washington. Yeah, I mean, I, I have to do this as a job is try to keep track of this. Yeah. I just, you know, your average person just yeah. wants to kind of live their life right. and they may not be paying as close attention. So, uh, uh, you know, try to, uh, try to expel it all out at least so uh, people can, you know, be aware because there's a lot, a lot going on uh, in, in this day and age. Indeed. Interesting times. Thank you. Thank you. It's possible that two guys as old as we are could have too many rock band t-shirts? Impossible. Do you think in the great scheme of talking about popular music that it's wrong to speculate what some of your favorite artists have as their backstage deli tray? I think that would sound like fun. Do you think if you were a musician you would consider having made it if you could have a, a deli tray backstage? I would consider that I made it just if I were a musician. Have you heard me try to play music before? <laughs> I have. You remind me of Freddie Mercury. 
Leave Work Now with Rick Coster. Find us on the day.com or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah.